Hello and welcome to the Leading Line podcast. Chris here, I hope you are keeping safe and staying well, or staying well and keeping safe. I feel like I say this at the start all the time now, but hope you are, hope you are good. Uh, and we are back once again with another podcast reviewing and previewing some SWPL action from the weekend and the midweek to come. And of course, I can't do this all by myself. I did it once by myself and it was really weird, so I never want to do that again. So I'm joined, of course, by Campbell Finlayson. Campbell, how are you doing, buddy? Hi, I'm good. I'm well recovered and I'm not the angry one out of the two of us, so what's not to like, Chris? I, I'm not angry. I've just had uh, I've had some bubbling things. I've been very much riled by European Super League chat, but we're not here to talk about that. We're here to talk about SWPL. Um, and as I said at the start there, we are going to try and get two podcasts out this week. So we're going to try and do a little bit of a review-preview mashup and then a review-preview mashup and see how that works. Um, might be terrible, maybe brilliant, we'll find out very soon. But to do that, we need to get straight into it, um, and we're going to start, uh, let's start with the last game of the weekend, which is Glasgow City against Motherwell, the BBC Alba game. Um, Glasgow City 8, Motherwell nil. Kind of, I mean, a win was very much expected, and I think maybe the number of goals scored probably was expected too, Campbell. Expected by Graham Hart, certainly. Um, it was... I am City started really well and obviously that chance in the first minute kinda was enough to tell you it was gonna be their day, you know. It was a bad miss to me for Colville, but it kinda set the tone and then it was a fairly early goal and it made it it made it comfortable for them really. And City have really have shown that they're they're not gonna fall away like they did before as we saw before the before Christmas, sorry, but Rangers beat them and there was that potential that they could maybe struggle. They've come back, they've got a full squad now. Seven changes there, as we saw um, on Sunday, and then still scored eight goals. It just shows how strong they are at the minute, and it was a really, a really comfortable win, really, for them in the end. And one that they would have expected, but one that obviously that helps them, plus 15 goals in the last two weeks, still to put them top of the table again. So, uh, lots of positives for Glasgow City. Yeah, absolutely. So, it was doubles from Lauren Davidson and Aoife Colville, a lately Anne Crichton strike, and a hat-trick from Odi Flotadulu, her second hat-trick in two games, six goals in, in two. Um, and as I think I pointed out on Twitter on Sunday, five of those have all come within the six-yard box. But I thought she looked sharper this week compared with last week, Campbell. I think that's a fair thing to say. I, I mean, obviously making your debut is never, never an easy one. She had plenty of chances in the first half last week. Then obviously got the goals eventually, but there was never really wasn't snatching at anything this week. It was always that kind of composure of, there's the ball, there's my touch, and there's the ball in the back of the net. It was... Comfortable and three well-taken goals from her, and it's, it's obviously it's two games City have won comfortably. And she kind of said that herself um, in the post-match stuff on BBC. But when you're scoring two hat tricks to kickstart your career somewhere, you kind of complain with that. And Scott, with as he's obviously alluded to as well, be delighted with that fact that City have obviously they've lost Kirsty Howitt, but they've replaced her there with players that are scoring goals, and you can't really ask for much more than that, I suppose, can you? No, absolutely not. And I thought it was. Um... I thought Aoife Colville as well, she, there's still, I think there's still a little bit of chaos factor with Aoife Colville sometimes. Sometimes it feels like she's totally on top of everything and other times it feels like you're not quite sure what she's going to do. But two goals to you mentioned obviously that chat, chance at the start, I couldn't quite believe, didn't, didn't end up in the back of the net. But she's developing into a useful member of the squad for Scott Booth as well. And Lauren Davidson, who obviously signed from Hibs, uh, I can't even, I've lost track of when these signings happen now. There's, there's been so many stops and starts this season, but getting a double as well, getting her first goals for City since coming back to the club, um, it's good that maybe some of the supporting cast are having an impact on the game as well for City. Yeah, I mean, as, as I said there at the start, obviously, making seven changes from a side, that's one seven nil to the end going one eight nil. Regardless of who you're playing, the City will be delighted with that. And um, 
obviously for Colville's goal at the start that everybody saw, apart from Craig, sorry Craig pulling you out, but it wasn't Lauren Davidson that scored for City. Um, he got there in the end, and Lauren Davidson, that was obviously the first full 90 minutes for City, but probably the best we've seen her really in, in a while, and SWPL won as well, the second goal, so goal of the weekend, um, quite clearly, it's a fantastic strike, and it's It'll be good for her that she's finally got those goals to kind of get get kickstart her own city career as well. We've seen, we've mentioned uh, Odie Philotodoulou obviously doing it and spreading these goals around elsewhere. It's not only good for, for Scott Booth and knowing that he's got players that will put the ball in the net from anywhere, but it's good for the confidence of these players and they'll look to build on that over the coming weeks. For for Motherwell, I mean, it's, it's hard for Motherwell. So they... They had Lauren McGregor and go on loan from, from Kilmarnock and obviously, well, as was mentioned in the commentary, I think it's a fair point, wouldn't have had much opportunity to train competitively up until that point. And they also brought on uh, Jade Gallen, who um, we assume is on loan from uh, Partick Thistle because we know she's at Partick Thistle and she's now in a, a mother old jersey. But for me, it's, it's, it's kind of hard at the moment for them. Obviously, they are looking to appoint a new coach. It sounds like from... From some of the conversations I was having on Sunday, they've got a good calibre of, of candidate looking to, to take on that role. What what did Motherwell aim to do this season? Because both them and Hearts are now a little bit adrift at the, bottom, at the bottom of the table. What's What do you think's a good aim for them? I mean, it's, it's tough, obviously, for them at the minute. It's just as we with no manager in and losing to City's not great. But as we've said in the last couple of weeks, they've been scoring goals that Motherwell haven't really been doing much of uh, previously. So, have still lost those games, obviously. Aye, doesn't help you, but to get the four goals in two games against sides that are that improved um, this season and four from the Hibs team that's that's always been you know, above that level. Um, so the scoring goals are good for them there. Where they're going to go, as we say, is there's, there's obviously no relegation, so there's there's that freedom they can play with. And maybe at times they play a bit too much and then get caught out, as we saw, um, saw on Sunday there, but... It's, it's not games against Glasgow City, against Rangers, Celtic. It's going to define these team seasons, and we're seeing it at all levels. Seeing it with Kevin McGrath getting it for for um, earlier today as well. It's it's tough to judge players on that, and no one likes getting beat eight 0 But again, it's not really the one you the game you're going to look at to to really um, pick anything up on Motherwell there. So they'll hope to bounce back from that again. Obviously, get another another tough game um, in midweek, but it's games that look to win, and it's um it's up to see how they bounce back from that. Yeah, um, Motherwell playing Hearts uh, this midweek, and we will do a little bit of preview of that uh, shortly. But let's kind of stay at the top of the table because Glasgow City are now top um, on virtue of goals scored, um, and that is as a result of Rangers one uh, 0 victory over Hibernian at the Rangers training centre, where I had toddled along to on Sunday lunchtime. It was it was quite nice being out that early. Um, it was uh, I, I don't know how much of you will have obviously seen the highlights from the the, the highlight show on BBC Sports Scotland. Um, uh, channel, but uh, yeah, Rangers dominated throughout. I, I they created a lot of chances. I think I, I was trying to do a little tally of it to see how many, and I think it was 17. I think I got to by the end of the game, but I would say only two or three of them were really good chances. A lot of it was from range and, and quite easy for for um, Emily much to handle. And uh, Hibs kind of set out to Hibs played well, but they, they didn't. So, in terms of defending. They kind of gave up chances, but they also defended really well. They uh, set up to have Rachel Boyle, who has played right back for the national side most recently. She was actually playing right back for Hibs, and Amy Muir was playing further up the pitch, and almost like in a supporting role for Ailey Adams. So um, it was something I'd asked about uh, in the post-match, which we'll hear from in a wee second, in terms of whether that was a tactic. And it certainly was a tactic that worked in terms of 
Hibs uh, frustrating Rangers and in terms of trying to break down those opportunities. But it also meant that they didn't have any shots in goal come come full time. So what what first of all for Rangers it's a win and we'll talk about the goals we'll catch the Campbell because the goals probably the goal is definitely the bit of quality in the game for sure. It was a very well worked goal um, from Rangers. We saw them last week against Spartans, where it was a game they were in control really from the start and got an early goal. But Hibbs managing to not frustrate them, but the longer it goes at 0 0, it is going to, there's always that sort of doubt in your head where you're thinking, right, is it going to be one of those days? But it's a real bit of quality um, to break them through and a cracking finish from Lizzie Arna. And 1 0, obviously, we'll look at and you think, no, oh, the way Rangers have been going, maybe they'll win the more. But as much as this Hibbs team have lost players, it's still the side that's been up the top end challenging Glasgow City for a few years they've been losing players slowly and as we can see they've got a very young and very thin squad losing Amy Gallagher obviously um, before the game didn't help them but we're discussing with some folk obviously during the game it's a case of Hibs being happy to keep it down to just a one goal defeat which it just shows how much things have turned obviously in Scottish football previously Hibs have been comfortably uh, beating Rangers and now you've got a Rangers side here who are disappointed to only be winning 1-0 against a Hibs side that are perhaps pleased to be losing one now. Maybe sounds a bit wrong, but you've um, it does show that there's that sort of that change, in, change in the guard of Scottish football where the Rangers and Celtic sides are joining, joining Glasgow City up there. And it's it's tough all around. It's best we you look at Hibs, they do have a very young team. Only had been the, um, the end of the warm-up, sorry, they would have only had three subs um, on Sunday as well. So it's not easy, but... They'll, they'll take positives from that, especially after some uh, some of the performances they've had in recent weeks. So to, to come away there, they'll be disappointed to lose, of course they will, but they'll take that into a game against City that's obviously, again, it's not getting any easier for them in midweek, but there's, there's definitely positives for Hibs to try and build on from that game. Yeah, I mean, you mentioned obviously Amy Gallica, um, who kind of had to come out the starting lineup uh, due to picking up an ankle knock in the, in the warm-up. And, I mean, you had players like Siobhan Hunter and Shannon McGregor has obviously been a long-term injury miss for, for Hibs as well. So they are they are missing some players. I thought that, yeah, as I said, I, I thought Hibs played well, but at the same time, if they are going to get results against these teams, that they are going to have to push forward, and it's something that was acknowledged in the post-match. But I thought in particular, the Eddie had a, a really strong game. It's a player who obviously missed most of the 2019 season through injury, pretty much all of it, actually, if I think about it now. Um, and I thought she she showed up really well. But after the game, um, I did speak to Dean Gibson, uh, the Hibs head coach, uh, along with Malky Thompson, the Rangers head coach, and Rangers defender Nick Dock. And this is what she had to say. No, look, that's what we said after the game. Like You're going to come up against teams this season where they, they sit in against you. But I think that shows the, the character that we've got in this squad. Is it doesn't matter if it's one goal or two goal. It doesn't matter. It's all we want is the three points. And I think that we grinded that result out today and we're really proud of our performance to get that three points. And obviously, the, kind of speaking about the kind of wings, obviously broken started today. And fullbacks and wingers at Rangers play a really important role. How, how have you kind of felt that? I mean, you're very vocal on the pitch, which is always for me. I always like hearing vocal players. <laughs> it gives you something to talk about, put it that way. But um, in terms of that, that kind of focus on those the width is that something that you really thrive on, obviously as a fullback. Yeah, that's. I, I love getting forward as a fullback. I felt today that that was that was pretty limited today because of the way that Hibs set up. So. It was more about just being switched on at the back and being defensive. But look, you've got fast wingers like Brogan and Lizzie who are, who are super quick. So I'm quite happy just to give them the ball as well if they want to go and take them on 1v1. But no, of course, like as the fullbacks at the club, that's what we, we want to do. We kind of play similar to the first team as well. And that's what we're the equal opportunities we've got here. So now nah, we're just 
Brilliant to get a few points. Another game that we're We played in fits and spots. We, we can see you can see our intent at times, but never over the course of the full game did we really dominate with a purpose to, to, to create enough chances, clear cut chances to, to get the goals. You know, albeit the, the the goal that we did score was I thought was a fantastically worked move yeah. and a great finish by Lizzie. You know, we definitely create the chances, and when, and when we when we get into areas where when we keep the ball, and you can see the style of play that we've got. It's just about on, on, on another day maybe we score three or four. However, most important that there was three points and winning the game. And obviously to get three points you needed to keep a clean sheet. That's a third yeah. one on the bounce since obviously the break and there's a return of pace Chantel Swelby so to deny Carla Boyce towards the end of the game. Are you equally happy to obviously keep, keep it kind of shut at the back door? Ah, she can run. She's athletic, she can run, um, she knows the game, she's got fast experience. Um, and albeit she's just finding her feet here in Scotland with the style of play that, that, that's, that's over here, you know. But no, I'm delighted with the, I'm delighted with them. I'm delighted with the units, the, 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 the full team as a whole and the way that they defend. So it's not just sure the back four are there, that's the last line of defence, but it's right from number nine right through the team and back the way that we, we, we manage to defend as a, as a team. We knew if you could stop Rangers fullbacks, uh, you'll, you'll take a lot out of their game. So our plan was to, to try and stop the fullbacks. We, we didn't want to bomb on as much as we normally do. Um, so yeah, we, we wanted to take. Uh, we had already planned to have Smalley right back, but it was the two aims that would have been playing in the middle of the pitch. Um, we wanted to be a bit more athletic in the middle and have a bit more brains at the back. So the brains were kind of controlling the legs, if that makes sense. Um, and I, and I think it worked. I mean. Rangers had a lot of possession, but that's how we, we planned for that to happen and I don't think they created an overloaded chance against us. They scored, they hit the post, but apart from that, I think that was it. I was never really overly concerned we were going to concede today. Were you a little bit disappointed you couldn't kind of pressurise their goal a little bit more though in that respect? That's what we need to take forward on Wednesday. For me, it's going into Wednesday. Can we have the same belief defensively? Can we have the same determination? But can we be more effective at the top end of the pitch? And that, I mean, we wanted to do that more in the first half. We knew that. The, the game went on. That was going. To, we were going to tie us. So we we're going to drop further back. So, can we do? Can we start with a bit more intensity at the top end of the pitch? Uh, when we get the ball, can we be a bit more relaxed, more composed, and, and try and create a few more chances? So yeah, I mean a one 0 run for Rangers. So as three points, and it was as mentioned by Marky Thompson that getting that victory is the important thing. But Glasgow City, you mentioned it earlier on. Campbell, fifteen goals in the last two games, eighteen since the season's come back. They are top of the table on goals scored. Goals are going to be really. It looks like goals are going to be really important at this top end of the table. Going to be huge, obviously. I mean, if it's they still to play each other, and it's one of these games that it could come down to winner takes all. But if that ends up being a draw, as we've said, then you don't really see what else these sides are losing um, many points. So goals are certainly going to be crucial. Um, Rangers obviously came back and got themselves eleven in their first two. So I think people were maybe expecting more of that on Sunday. So come away with just one is. It won't worry them, of course it won't. They're, they're still winning, they're still levelling points at the top, but when City have come out in probably the best form they've been in this season, disclosure said 18 goals out reply is it's um it's really shown how they've improved as well. So it's it's gonna be a really interesting end to the season at the top end of the table. We've been used to obviously Glasgow City being comfortably in front. So now to have a title race it's, it is what we ask for. So hopefully the two of them can live up and if we keep seeing goals put in like this then who knows um, just how important they will be by the end of the season. Yeah, and, uh, this is where we're going to do the first half of our kind of preview of the, the games coming this midweek on Wednesday night. Um, and it's probably the two big fixtures of the, of the midweek run, I think it's fair to say. Um, we'll start with Hibs against Glasgow City at Ainsley Park. Um, kickoffs quarter to eight, and that is where I will be heading uh, on Wednesday night. Um, Dean Gibson talked about the need for 
being a bit more progressive in terms of creating chances, and there will be an onus in Hibs to do that, um, given the fact that they are the home side, although I don't know if I really buy into that as a philosophy, to be perfectly honest, now I've said it out loud. But it's going to be a difficult one for Hibs to judge, because obviously they, they kind of did that against Celtic earlier in the season, and Celtic Celtic kind of put them, put them to the sword quite ruthlessly, so... It'll be, it'll be interesting to see how, how Dean approaches this one because he could play it the same way he did at Rangers and potentially come away with it with a 0-0, 1-0 or goes a bit more forward and it could be that 3-4-5. It's, it's, it's going to be a, a part of the reason why I'm going, to, going through that game because I'm interested to see how that approach is kind of addressed. What, what do you expect to happen come Wednesday night? It's always a tough one when you're, you're going up against sides like that and you get that all over the world football, I suppose. But... Um... The Celtic game was in my mind there as well, just before you mentioned it, actually, that Hibs that night did take it to them. Not totally gung-ho, obviously, but they were they were quite open and then Celtic ripped them apart. And it was an embarrassing result for Hibs that night, because as we've said, they're a team that, in general, don't concede many goals. Um, but then Hibs, very vocal supporters, as we know, and they quite like to see their team going out and playing entertaining football that they've been used to, obviously, over the last few seasons. So maybe kind of sitting off and... And we'll play for a draw or whatever is not what they want to see. So it's it's a bit of a conundrum for Dean. Do you go and attack or do you sit off? It's try to find that right balance. And obviously it's going to be tough against the Glasgow City side that we're seeing there. They're firing or firing on all cylinders and have then obviously rested up over half a squad, ready to go for this game again in midweek. So it's going to be really tough for Hibs, and it will be interesting to see just how they set up. But um it's it's a decision that I'm glad is Dean's and not mine. Likewise, that's why we are a job of the microphones. Um, but I mean, it, we obviously speak about the fact that Glasgow City will come into this game as favourites, but the, the game earlier in the season at Broadwood, City won 3-2. Um, so it was was tighter, obviously, the, it was 3-1 in the kind of, kind of last consolation for, for Hibs. I mean, for City, I, I don't know about you, but I expect, expect that there will be some changes to that team from the one that, that played at the weekend. Um, and obviously they'll have... All, all the sides will have another game come Sunday. So this is kind of one of the the push-through points of the season uh, with obviously this backlog of fixtures to kind of catch up upon. But for City, do you think that the expectation will be a win is, is what's going to be required? And do you think that's going to be the expectation for, for City Rangers and, of course, Celtic? Because we'll go and talk about the old firm in a wee second as well. Yeah, I mean, obviously Celtic having, having fallen a couple of points behind with a defeat to City, they really need to go for it. But as we've seen with City and Rangers, they don't look like slipping up anyway, really. So it's imperative for both of them to keep picking up three points. Um, the, three, the place these three sides have got the advantage now is though they've got bigger squads and they're allowed to rest players. They're not obviously get allowed to, but they're, they're able to rest players. Um, City have done, as we've said, and then still got one of their highest wins of the season. So, I mean, it's certainly an advantage for them. You'll see, I think, a lot of, obviously a stronger team a lot of these first team regulars will be back and it's a game where I think they will take it to Hibs they'll know the quality they've got they'll know they're the side to beat and they'll know it's obviously their title that they're wanting to retain so City will I think City will attack that game and it'll be it won't be easy of course we're seeing if Hibs can sort of contain them a bit like they did against Rangers then it won't be easy for City but Scott Booth will know what he's doing he'll, he'll know that with all due respect to Mother they're a team that he was able to rest players against and as much as the likes of him, obviously, fully to do a little bit there, um, having been scoring the goals, there's there's other players they can bring in to get back again. Obviously, there's a couple of centre-backs resting too. So it's, it'll be interesting to see what team City go with and just how many of these players keep their place from the Motherwell game. But it's one that I fancy that they go and win. Hibs won't make it easy, but you have to you have to put City as favourites for that game. 
Yeah, I think you do. And let's move on to the, the second game. And before we move on to actually, let's talk about one of the other games from Sunday, which was Spartans won Celtic 5, uh, which was the BBC online game. Um, comfortable win for Celtic, double from Chloe Craig, and then a first goal for Anna Philby. Sarah Ewan, seventh of the season in. Sarah Teagarn, friend of the podcast, as we always say whenever we interview somebody, um, also getting on the score sheet. Um, it was like pretty tight for that first kind of first half. Obviously, Celtic went 2 0 up, and then Spartans scored. Um, they scored direct from a corner kick, uh, which it's an Olympic goal, so it sounds cool. But I there was a little bit of insinuation in the commentary that it was a deliberate act, and I don't know about you, Campbell, but I don't quite think that is the case. Um, <laughs> I think you'll we'll have seen um, examples of players where they've, they've tried to score from a corner. Um, it was Tony Cross for Real Madrid and. One of these Super Cup games played in Saudi Arabia or something since the one comes to my head. But a lot of players will put in a delivery where their aim is to get it right on top of the keeper. But I don't think um, Alana Marshall was intentionally trying to score. I think her aim was just, right, let's put this right into the danger area there. And Celtic just end up with two of their players in the net. The keeper's totally flapped to the ball. And it's looked a bit ridiculous, I think, the way it's went in. But it was a goal right on half time that's given Spartans the hope. And then they've just fell apart again in the second half. It's... We were saying last week where Spartans had the, the stat came out of them being the second best defence. Since then, they've lost 10 goals, scored just the one. And it doesn't look good. Yes, they're, they're playing Rangers and Celtic. Of course, they're playing teams that have got the money. They're two of the best sides in the women's game. But it's, it's something Devin McCullough won't be happy with. Spartans, as we say, we always say they're one of these solid sides. So to lose the goals in the way they have, we were disappointing for them. It was, we are expecting a tight game, as you'd said there, and then when about 90 seconds, Celtic taking the lead. And it's when I know you're not what you use the home excuse that you're saying, but when you're at home, the last thing you'd want to be doing as well is giving away that early goal. You'd want to show, right, we're the team, we can take this game to you. And instead, 2 0 down fairly early on, it's kind of curtains for them. The defending is poor again. I mean, Sarah Teagarden, you mentioned, has stood unmarked in the six yard box for a header as well. And the minute that happens, they'll not be happy with it. Spartans, of course, they're not. And it makes it so much tougher for them to come back. So that's. Maybe a bit of luck with the goal, maybe. It doesn't look intentional to me. It might well be. If it is, I don't know what you'll tell us. But um, the, the disappointing thing for Spartans is that they've got back, thought, right, let's go out for the second half. We're only a goal behind now. And then I've ended up losing the game pretty comfortably. So it's it's not great for them, but for Celtic, it's been, say, eight goals in their last two games since the disappointing game against City. And Fran Alonso will be delighted with how his side have reacted. Yeah, absolutely, and it does. As you quite rightly say, Alana will tell us if we're talking nonsense, which we're absolutely fine with. But um, I think you are right, the fact that Spartans obviously got into back into the game just before half-time, but then Celtic managed to pull away again um, and kind of get another comfortable victory. I mean, they bounced back well from obviously that defeat against Glasgow City, but I think going into this game against Rangers, I think for Celtic, it's not been these games, obviously they dropped points to four for Farmington, but in the main, it's not been these games that have been causing them bother it's it's been playing against Glasgow City where they've also they've lost twice and they've, they did defeat Rangers 1-0 obviously in the game early in the season but it's a different Rangers team that, that they'll be facing on on Wednesday night and it'll be it'll be one that Celtic I know there's still lots of games to go but Celtic have to win I think on on Wednesday night if they're going to be considered in the title race yeah I mean we were calling their game with City obviously must win and they've reacted well to it but so have City and Rangers obviously continuing their great form, so it doesn't make it any easier for them. It's a defeat on Wednesday night definitely ends any hope for Celtic there of, of winning the league. And obviously the two Champions League spots are still your aim, but 
it's, it's not going to make it any easier for them. So they'll have to win. Won't be easy as we're saying. So we'll cover the game in a minute, but it's a chance for them on on TV. At obviously, biggest stadium in the country for for Celtic to go and to go and prove a point. And hopefully, we'll see the Celtic side that have performed so well in the last two games rather than the side we saw the last time they were on Alba um, against City. Yeah, you've mentioned it, so let's talk about it. It took a wee while for the, the news to eventually drop, but the game is at Celtic Park. Um, uh, I think everybody kind of knew about it last week, and it's just taken a wee while to trickle it officially. But it's um, it's pretty cool having a, a, an SWPL game in these marquee stadiums. It's worth remembering that this isn't the first time it's happened. Hearts did it a couple of times last season when they won the SWPL too. But in terms of SWPL1, this is certainly the first First game I can remember where in this kind of new era of women's football in Scotland that has uh, been played at a big stadium. It's, it's an important, we already know that there's quite a lot of more media interest because it's at Celtic Park. Um, you yourself are obviously going, but it's it's good to see these games on these these marquee stages. They've done it in WSL quite well, and it is something that captures imagination for both players and, and for punters alike. Yeah, I mean... Obviously, we're, we're always going to have it want to, to get bigger crowds in. Um, and sometimes you see, you only get a few hundred folk or a couple of thousand folk in a big stadium. It does look a bit silly. So um, to have this season where obviously no one's in, we were used to seeing, well, Celtic fans were used to seeing their men's side in there. So to get the women get in there now, it's certainly, it's far, a far better place to watch football than K-Park is. Um, and hopefully we get a game that lives up to it. Because, I mean, as you say, last time it was it was tight a tight win for Celtic. Scoring obviously the late penalty um, down at Rangers Training Centre, but it's different for a game there where you're playing. Obviously, um, we you're not favourites. Celtic have been for a few games, but it's it's one they know they can win. As we said, they have to win now. As we've mentioned, like you all say, it's a different Rangers side to have strengthened quite clearly since then. But it's a game I'm looking forward to, and it should be a good spectacle there. And as we're saying, it's obviously it's on yeah, on television as well. So. Hopefully, it's a good game. Um, it's Celtic Park on Wednesday night. Yeah, I mean, let's talk about the game a bit more specifically because obviously it is, as a game that's got a lot of attention towards it. Um, Rangers had Zoe Ness missing on Sunday, but it turns out that she should be should be fit uh, as for selection Wednesday. She turned her ankle on, on the Saturday, which is why she'd missed out. And I think it's going to be interesting to see what Rangers on on that big park at, at Celtic Park because Rangers use their width. They use it a lot. I mean, Brogan Hay was probably their most kind of potent threat. I mean, her and Lizzie Arnott are obviously are playing on opposite sides, but Brogenheim particularly was getting used a lot to run those run those lines. Um, so it'll be interesting to see how that stacks up. But I think for me, the the real interesting battle will be the Celtic front line and who who starts for Celtic. I would assume Sarah Ewan's given her run of form and the fact that I think she's probably one of the best strikers in, in the league and how she stacks up against Brianna Vestrup and Chantel Swaby, who, again, were very impressive on Sunday. Hi, I mean... We, talk, we do talk about Rangers width and you look at Celtic who don't think they lack width as such but they've not got any clear wingers that Rangers do um, and I think a big part probably will suit Rangers better than it will suit Celtic obviously for the Celtic players I'm sure plenty of the Celtic fans and then getting to play at Celtic Park is obviously it'll be, it'll be great for them and hopefully that motivation then is there for the players but in terms of the players available and then it's, obviously it's a huge surface. I, I fancy Rangers to do pretty well there. Even we've mentioned the fullbacks. You mentioned obviously there, Brogan Hay in from the start this time in particular, who's probably the most direct winger there is in the country. And it's, I think if Rangers use that space well, then it, it could be it could be key for them on Wednesday night. Because otherwise, I'm expecting a fairly tight game. I don't think it'll be a game 
with tons of goals. Um, but Celtic are a team that are improving, as we've said, um, since that City game. I know it's only been two weeks, but they've looked a lot better. From what I've seen, they're in the beginning to score goals, and some of the new players are moving now, settling in. Um, Anna Philby obviously missed the one game, but for uh, international duty, but she came back, scored, and seemed to be quite influential on Sunday. And was of all the players, the new signing, she was the one that impressed me most um, against Glasgow City as well, despite the defeat. So I think it'll be getting the likes of her on the ball will be key. Um, just into Gala by the as well, looked looked at probably her best game for Celtic as well at the weekend. Plenty of great touches and obviously getting involved with the goals too. So it's. I think Celtic will look at it and they'll look to get these types of players on the ball and it'll be, it will be an interesting tactical battle as well as we've said. Um, Malcolm McKay knows how he's going to set up his Rangers side. We all can see how they play, but they're almost impossible to stop. So, I mean, it's it's hard on how Celtic go about that. It'll be, it'll be intriguing um, in terms of going forward, as you've mentioned, obviously. Richard Donaldson got a goal as well, but um, Sarah Ewans is a bit more physical presence against two Rangers defenders who are obviously, again, two physical defenders. So, I would imagine she would be there and maybe try to get her kind of holding the ball up and try and get the likes of Jacinta kind of involved more in the play. And if Celtic can do that, then they can cause Rangers trouble. Of course they can, especially if Rangers are getting their two full-backs up the pitch. There will be space in behind for them to try and exploit, but it's it's a game I'm looking forward to. It's just even more so since I've started talking about it here, just kind <laughs> of realising how intriguing it actually is. It's, it's a game that hopefully lives up to expectation. No, and I think this is the thing, and I know we are focusing on these two, these two games with the Glasgow City Hibernian and the, the Rangers Celtic game. It's because these two games have title implications, they have Champions League implications at the moment, and that's that's what it is to play for in SWPL one just now. But I, th- I think um, obviously with Hibs tactical change on Sunday for their game against Glasgow City, but one of the things I'm interested about is how Celtic approach this game with Rangers because obviously they went with a kind of three at the back against Glasgow City and Glasgow City just ran over the top of them in that game and it's whether that's a tactic they're going to return to because it's a bigger game or whether it's they're going to do something that seems to be working for them a bit better in, in the recent games but yeah I agree I think both of these games are going to be proper 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 football fans games they may not I think particularly the Celtic Rangers game on that bigger park you're going to see a lot more of maybe what you do because sometimes you don't quite get the height to see everything going on um, at women's football so yeah both those games will obviously um, be very interesting, but there is more games, and we have we will of course talk about those. And Spartans who lost to um, lost to Celtic on Sunday will take on four for Farmington um, at Station Park. It's up at Station Park, so it's slightly early kickoff. I <laughs> nearly forgot where that was. And four for Farmington uh, were all over Twitter on Sunday night. Um, they uh, claimed a last cast draw against Hearts. Um, Hearts getting a point that took them off the bottom of the table. Monica Forsyth scoring an early goal. But I think very much the conversation after that game was for Farmington's equaliser. Um, 90th minute, Lauren Perry takes a free kick, looking to lob it into the box. It, it is a little bit overhit to get into the box and heads towards the goal. Dips underneath the crossbar. Charlotte Parker-Smith gets a hand on it, but is unable to keep it out. And we have a goalkeeper goal. And Campbell, goalkeeper goals are cool. I, I completely uh, agree with that. And last minute scenes are also cool. But I thought some of the the conversation around the goal was maybe a little OTT in terms of the the intent and the the quality of it. I mean, we love scenes on this podcast, as I'm sure you all know, obviously. <laughs> so I think I'll have a word with David at Ford for person. I spoke to him about it today. Um, and I think if he'd maybe advertised it more as scenes rather than a wonder strike, whatever it was he called it, then he'd have been more along the right line, seeing a keeper score at any time. 
never mind the last minute equaliser. It's great, of course it is. Um, it's it's a good a, a good bad cross. It was obviously from going from what the forward players have been have been saying to Lauren herself on Twitter. It's just a poor cross in from her that's ended up going on target. It's just it's just caught Charlotte Parker Smith out. I mean. Some of the abuse she's been getting and things from the tweet online is it's unnecessary. There's no need for it. Of course, it's we're all just want to go on about the fact that it's a goal that's got got a draw out of the game for for from the goalkeeper. It's great. So it'd be seen to be seen a young girl like that getting abused for something. That's, there's no real need for it. Um, obviously, maybe she's a wee bit tall. She saves it, but I just think it's the fact again she'll not be expecting the ball to be coming towards the goal. Nobody is. We're all expecting that cross into one of the players forward of goal. Just see, almost everybody was forward. So then for the ball to end up in the top corner, it was great. Of course it is, but it was it probably wasn't the, the great strike that was that was being made out to be. Um I think the BBC's tweet was good in that more people were seeing it. I don't think they worded it right, as in because yeah. it clearly isn't the furthest out. We've seen we've seen outfield players go for further than that this season. So that was a bit daft for them. But overall it's it's great to see Ford for getting a point like that in a game that I've spoken to them today, they probably they're saying they weren't great. So to come out and get something, though, you'll take it a last minute equaliser. Always feels like a win, and obviously it's been a great week for Lauren Perry, who have been seeing part of the Northern Ireland um, squad a couple of times in qualification to to get through the Euros and then to go and to score a goal as well. It's it's great to see, and hopefully we see some more of that this season. Yeah, Guess maybe not from maybe not from Lauren, of course, <laughs> but anybody else if they fancy it. <laughs> hey, or if Lauren wants to keep scoring goals uh, as a goalkeeper, I'm up for it. I think I said at the time at. I had visions of it being a bit more Jose Luis Schiller there, and it was a kind of Mark Oxley one. But as you say, it's good to score. And look, Charlotte will know that she probably would, would like to have done better with it. It's something I've said, so I'm not. But at the same time, you're right. I think that some of the, the comments were unnecessary. And I also actually think you mentioned the BBC tweet. Yes, it made lots of noise, but the way it was worded encouraged that kind of discourse of ha 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 women's football. That, that's what it did. I thought it was really poorly worded. I was actually quite annoyed by it, <laughs> um, uh, as Campbell alluded to earlier. I've been annoyed quite a lot the last uh, 24 hours, um, but, uh, but yeah, that, that particularly annoyed me. So yeah, great to see the scenes. Um, goalkeeper goals are class, but yeah, I think it's probably probably one that's it's just been put in the history books as a, a nice wee moment in football and leave it at that. But and for Hearts, obviously, they'll be disappointed because on 1-0 up with couple of minutes to go, they would have fancied themselves for a second victory of the season, but the point does get them off the bottom of the table and it comes back to what we've been kind of seeing pretty much since kind of the back end of December time, which is they seem to have kind of got things together a little bit. It seems that like Andy Kirk and Aaron Hughes have now had a bit more time to kind of move the squad. They've obviously brought in Kirsty McIntosh as well and a couple of other players have kind of made a return into the women's game. Um, so they'll be disappointed, but it's a point that takes them off the bottom of the table and that that's progress for when you consider where they started the season at. Yeah, I mean, we're not lucky enough to win it. Actually, it was a good save from F. Lauren Perry from a volley not long before the goal. Um, but in terms of that, Hearts will be coming back to play Rangers and Celtic. They're not the first two games you'd want. So these are more the games they'll be judged on. And against the Forfar side, too, obviously they got a good win against Motherwell. They've obviously lost um, previously to City, but who isn't kind of thing? So it's, it's a good point for Hearts, though, as you say, as I've said, they're for getting the last minute goal. It feels like it went hard, so it feels like a defeat. But they'll look back on it. I think, you know what, it's not the worst, as you said. We're now off the bottom and we've got a game against Motherwell. It's, of course, it's going to be tough because it's two teams that are fighting for it. But it's one that both will look at and go, you know, we've got a good chance of winning this year. So it'll be interesting to see how that goes for Hearts. And 
I think that they are going to, of course, they're going to start building. You say the, the coaches are working well with them there, and they've again another team with a young squad, but they've got some good experienced players in there. Obviously, Mario Kenny, talk to yourself, Rachel Walkinshaw, players like that coming in, and then some of the good youngsters on loan, um, as well. So, obviously, Claire Delworth, another one you spoke to. So, they've got the makings of a good side there, Hearts, and I think if they can keep playing like that and just obviously take a couple more of their chances and then knock it goals to goalkeepers, they'll, they'll be fine. And I'm, I'm sure Hearts will, will be able to, to boost the build on that. And hopefully next season we'll see them being even more competitive than they have been since the restart. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you have mentioned already, obviously, that Forfa Farmington are playing Spartans uh, on Wednesday night. And you spoke to Kevin McGreskin just to get a little bit of a preview ahead of that game. And this is what he had to say. Hopefully it wouldn't be a scrappy game, but obviously we're both wanting to do well. We're both wanting to finish fourth. We know that Hibs and Spartans are going to be the favourites to, to try and find that fourth spot. But again, we need to try and see if we can take something for this if we aspire to be further up the table come the end of the season. So hopefully the game will be all right. I'm sure they'll try and play their own game. Let's say they'll be aware. They've maybe had a couple of heavy defeats, but look who they were up against, you know. And on the whole, actually, their performances weren't really that bad, you know, but the opposition have taken their chances, you know, and so so hopefully it's a good game. I mean, four for, Spart- four for Farmington and four for Spartans. That's a mashup. There you go. Four for Farmington against Spartans. It's a, it's a good game for both teams, I think, because they will both be looking at that fourth spot and knowing that Hibs are playing Glasgow City and it'll be a chance for either one of those to potentially leapfrog them. I think that'll be a good game if it was... If it wasn't quite so far away for a midweek, I think I'd maybe have maybe headed up there because um, it's, it's a place I've not been yet in terms of watching football at Station Park. But I, I think that I think that potential could be quite an entertaining game. It should be. Um, it was tight again at Ainsley Park in that game where Spartan scored a goal that was never a goal. Um, but for, for uh, Kevin, as you've heard there, obviously he's going to think of the fact we are Hibs and Spartans are. Um, more accustomed to being at the top end of SWPL1 or higher mid table if you want to give it that so they're going to be favourites for fourth and it gives fourth for that sort of we can play with a bit more freedom here that they've already clearly done a lot better this season than they did last um, and the fact that they're coming away from Hearts disappointed not to have won a game it's a game they'll have looked at and says this is one we need to target if we're going to be finishing in that fourth spot they'll look to build on that and Obviously, it's, it's not the worst trip for Spartans, but it's still a trip north nonetheless in midweek to Ford Forward. It's not an easy place to go. And um, again, I, th- I think it'll be a tight game, but it should be another in- intriguing game. I think all four ties in midweek are probably sides playing against teams that are fairly well matched to them. And um, it's one that, again, both sides will look to win. They've, they both come back um, after the break with a good win and have kind of dropped off a wee bit. So it's one they'll, they'll both target as being... Um, there's been one they can win, as in there, Kevin. Obviously, he's not. It could become scrappy, but he's saying if both sides can play their own game, both know we know they can both play good football, and it could well be um, a good spectacle as well. Yeah, I mean, it's a little bit unfortunate that all these games have fallen in the midweek because it, it's a really exciting card of fixtures. Because all of that, when you have Motherwell against Hearts, the two teams are obviously at the bottom of the table just now, and both of those sides will be pinpointing that one as a potential victory to. To obviously get off the bottom and maybe kickstart the, the rest of their campaign. So it is a it's a really exciting card, and hopefully the games that are um, obviously the Celtic Rangers game is on BBC Alba. I, I'm assuming Motherwell Hearts will be available uh, via Pixel Arms because uh, Pennygore Stadium has them. I'm assuming it's the same for, for for Farmington against Spartans. And I know Hibs obviously had tried out their their Facebook stream, so I'll be interested to see if that that returns as well for the weekend. But I think all in all, it's a it's a really 
it's a it's an exciting midweek of fixtures. It's just making sure that everybody kind of keeps a wee eye on it because obviously there's a full card of fixtures elsewhere as well. But I am looking forward to this weekend. Um, I've already mentioned that you're off to, to Celtic Park um, uh, and I'm off to Ainsley Park. So that's that's all pretty good as well. Um, I don't think there's anything much else to say other than, I suppose the last thing I want to mention actually, Campbell, is I was having, I saw some tweets going about, about the viewing figures for the highlight show. And it looks like the viewing figures have been pretty strong in that. That is a good thing because it shows that people are interested in watching women's football. Definitely a positive. I mean, we've been so used to not seeing... We've been so used to trying to find highlights, sorry, through teams' Twitters and things where we're then relying on uh, teams to go and put their own highlights out. And we know, as we've said, like ourselves, we've been, it's, it's volunteers and it's, it's not easy for these people to be doing that. So now that we've got the BBC, who I don't like to moan about, as I'm sure you know... Um, it's good that we've got that broadcaster there showing it off to the whole country and plenty of people seem to be interested in it of course there's loads of folk that are we know are involved in the game and that do miss out and seeing that they're not being able to be there so the fact now that they're able to see the highlights is good and hopefully keep that up whenever it is we get fans back in because not only to make our life easier but it gets to then show off the, the league to, to a wider audience and hopefully it makes it a lot worthwhile. And as you say, the viewing figures that I've seen as well for, for the first two shows have, have definitely been been positive and hopefully that continues as well. First three shows, sorry. Yeah, absolutely. I, I was actually just, ha- as you were talking, I was having a look to see if there is highlights for the midweek fixtures. I don't think there is, so we'll keep a wee eye on that. Um, we're recording this on Monday night because we're trying to get this out nice and quick. But um, yeah, great to see the figures and hopefully those numbers continue as does the improved quality of the coverage as well, which is great to see. But for now, I think we're going to wrap this one up because, as I said, we're going to try and do two this week so we don't uh, puff ourselves out too early. But, Campbell, thanks very much for, for coming on as always. Right, no danger. And uh, thank you very much for listening. Obviously, watch a game uh, this midweek if you're able to and we'll be back later on the week to kind of wrap up those games and look ahead to the weekend. But for now, stay safe and we'll speak again soon. It doesn't make me-